Hey, thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. This is a mini version of my interview with Kaylee Friend all the way back from January 2018. I've been a fan of hers since I got my first pin from Kill Em With Cuteness, the Wookie Tiki one, which is so much fun to say. If you want to listen to the full interview, please visit to a certain degree.com. And now on with the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. Okay. It's a little early for me, but it is a little early for all of us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to have you here. I'm going to turn my mic down. And I think now we've got all the levels together. We should test those out beforehand. That would have been better idea yeah yeah so that's why i have you here today is to sort of help me i don't do this every monday go so through but you did you on your feet okay so for a minute a hot minute you were at ucf for broadcast communications is that correct the hottest minute but yes i was there then you are much more of an expert about this than i am because i did the radio television broadcast degree back in the 90s okay so i'm basically a pro you're totally a pro. <laughs> Speaking of being a pro, uh, killemwithcute.com is mm-hmm. where you can check out all your products. You're right. I adore your stuff. If you follow me on Instagram, you were one of the first people I sent a, an analog Yelp review to. I didn't know I was one of the first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got that uh, Chewbacca tiki pin, and I'm like, I have to do something to show this organization how much I appreciate it. I loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, it's such, it's so much fun. And we'll talk about the products. Okay. But I don't know you all that well. We've had approximately two conversations Mm -hmm. and one piece of mail go back and forth. Right. I think is uh, how it's gone so far. So I want to get to know you a little bit better. Let everybody else get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to play a game. It's basically 20 questions, but different. All right. So instead of saying yes or no or up or down to the topics that I bring up, uh, you're going to say odds or ends. Okay. So odds if you're for something. Okay. Because what's better than being odd? I know you're constantly channeling Winona Ryder, so I feel like that's right there in your wheelhouse. You were wrong. You do already know me. Yeah, so. a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. And ends, I, who wants things to end? So I will want these things to end. You will want this show to end maybe. But in general, like, (laughs) I hate it when things end. So I only read, like, the first half of a book, the first 20 minutes of movies. Like, if I get into it, too, then I'm like, okay, well, then that's great. I got to walk away now. I'm going to walk away because uh, who knows what's going to happen, and it's going to end. Everything is finite from what I understand. Okay, so I think I have this. Okay, odds or ends. Yep. Uh, Resolutions. (sighs) Ends. Yeah? Yeah. So, Do you, you want me to explain why? Yeah, or? please. I mean, I just, I think me personally, I don't think of January 1st as the beginning of my year. Um, if that's what you mean, like New Year's resolutions. That's exactly, yeah. So we're um, in the New Year's resolution sort of mode. And I also feel like the majority of the time you're setting yourself up to fail, you know. I have the problem with being like, I'm going to do these 10 things different, you know, and then maybe half of one of them. <laughs> Is what goes is what right. I think it's it's better to just uh, New Year's same me. That's my <laughs> New Year's same me. I like it. <laughs> That's my mantra. That's for a future pin and or pennant and or mm, patch. Yes. Yeah. You're already. I got to write that down. Yeah. 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 Well, it's recorded now. It's, okay, it's somebody else has already stolen it. <laughs> it's great. Oh, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about colonizing Mars? Odds or ends? Oh 
man. Yeah, we get deep here really early. I am going to say odds. Odds. I Don't ask me why. Okay. That's just my answer. Do you want to go? <laughs> to Mars? Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. You know, Space the- is interesting to me. I don't know a lot about it, but I like it. Well, it's it's trying to kill you all the time. That's so that's I the like first it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's a, that's a compelling argument for space, I think, for some people. It's a challenge. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. New Year's same me. <laughs> New Year's same me on Mars. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We just added, like, you could just keep adding to it. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. It's opening today. Okay. Amazon Go. No, I don't know what it is. So it's a new shop in Seattle. It's all Amazon. Uh, there's no cashiers there. All you do is walk in, put stuff in your bag. You have to register with the app beforehand. Okay. Uh, and then it just charges you. So, so just like a self-checkout? No, there's no checkout. You put it in your bag and you walk out. So there's all sorts of cameras and AI and all these things working in the shop. There's still people there working as well. Okay. But it's constantly monitoring you and what you do. I don't know if they have like um, some sort of RFIDs on each of the packages or it's just taking a look at it. But you can walk in, grab your, what do you typically buy at a convenience store, for example? Some sort of soda. Yes. Okay, great. A Diet Coke. And a bag of chips. Sure. You go Maybe in. Maybe some hairspray. Grab it, some hairspray, <laughs> walk out, and you're done. But how do they know that you're not just looking at something? Like you have it in your hand. Oh, did I mess that up? Okay. No. Um, you have to put it in your bag. You have to, yeah. So basically it somehow monitors you taking it with you. And if you change your mind, it, it takes, takes it out yeah. of your bag? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Odds or ends? <sighs> I'm going to go with ends. Okay. Yeah. I would rather just have Amazon bring it to my house and then have to deal with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want them to have the key to your house like they're doing with that service? I mean, if they're going to put whatever I ordered where I need it to be, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, I'm a huge advocate of Amazon Prime. Like, if I can get something, like, in a couple of hours, whatever I need, like, it's helped me out of a lot of sticky situations. Oh. When I have forgotten example. I think I know I what was, you're talking about. Oh, I don't know. I was like, do you know? No. Um, I was doing an event, and it was the next day, and I had run out of um, these little hanging things. Like, my pins are hanging on pegs on Mm -hmm. a display, and I didn't have any of those, and I was like, I can't. I have no display. And I went on Amazon, and they headed to me the next day, and I was out of my bind. Good to go. It was awesome. Amazon Talk with Kaylee and Nick. <laughs> uh, we'll be taking your calls here in a second about what's great about Amazon. No, I'm kidding. Everything. Uh, okay. But, okay, so delivered to you, yes. I don't want to go store do store and grabbing it. Is it the shopping experience, or is it kind of the, the freakiness of being monitored constantly when you're in a store? Both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't like the big brother aspect of that. And sure. then I also, like, don't even like to go to the grocery store. I'd rather have someone, like, bring that stuff to me. Ah, uh, okay. Really getting out of my car in general. Like, yeah. if I could drive. Or your house. Yeah, if I could yeah. drive through everywhere and not ever have to get out or leave my house, then that would be my ideal situation. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Coming so, here was a struggle. Amazon Go, you may have a couple of things to, to work out there. Speaking of robots and AI, driverless cars, odds or ends? Odds. Yeah. Because we spoke earlier about my uh, parking anxiety. So if the car can park itself and I don't have to, yes. Would 100%. You, oh. Okay. So this is a good question then. Would you go out more? 
Probably. Ah. Is the car just going to drop me off? Like <laughs> Either is way. It like an Uber for me and it'll just go home and come back and get me when I'm done? Oh, that would be funny. The car has to do stuff at home. <laughs> so it's just going to drop you and then Change my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah. the dishes. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. Car's um, got some errands to run. Yeah, I would definitely be going more places that I didn't know about the parking lot if, if the car was going to drive for me. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't know the driverless cars, like the different organizations that are working on those have even thought of that mm -hmm. is basically getting shut-ins out. Yeah. Who are just scared of parking. I'm not necessarily a shut-in. It's just if I don't know about the parking lot, uh -huh. I'm not, I don't want to go there. You notice how it sounded like you just said you were shut-in, right? Yeah, I yeah. get it. It's okay. fine. <laughs> My favorite bars have parking lots, so. Okay, very good. <laughs> Do you like podcasting? Do you think you may want to try it? Then join me, Nick, at the Orlando Public Library downtown to talk about starting your own podcast. Equipment, guests, software, I'll cover it all. Most importantly, a microphone. I, I guess that falls under equipment. Register for the event at OCLS.info. Now back to the show. So I consume a lot of pop culture myself. And one of the reasons I do is because I'm always thinking like, what if I'm in that situation? I need to know what to do. Okay. So what if I'm at a Christmas party in the Nakatomi Plaza and terrorists take over? Or what if I live in a small Indiana town where the Department of Energy is doing experiments on children? Or any of those scenarios, mm -hmm. right? I need to know what to do. Yeah. And... I can't think on, you know, on the fly and try to come up with seat of my pants kind of things. And so that's why I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, what I like about it, too, is then I then understand most of the references or all of the references, I think, <laughs> on your site. So whether it's Liz Lemon or it's Always Sunny or Bob's Burgers or any of your stuff. Uh, so you do pins and patches and other pieces of flair. Mm -hmm. But where do you I've, come up with the ideas? So... Really, you don't need to be current on any pop culture because, like, 90% of the stuff that I'm referencing is from, like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, I don't know. I just, when this, when I first started doing this, I actually, the first pin that I did was the Professor Snape. Yeah. And um, and that is obviously current. I mean, current-ish, at least. Um, and that really came about because Alan Rickman had just died. And there wasn't one out there. Like, if you go to Universal still, they don't have a Professor Snape pin or any... Really, they don't have a lot with with Snape on it. And I mm -hmm. feel like maybe he had something to do with that, like not wanting to be in the theme park so much. So that was really how that got kicked off. And after that, it was mostly me being like, I want a pin with this on it, and no one else has done it yet, so I'm going to make it happen. Um, and I just pulled from the stuff that I like. Like... You know, the Beetlejuice cartoon was just something that was nostalgic to me as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, um, and really obviously the movie too, but I went with the cartoon. Adam's Family is one of my favorite movies, you know, Empire Records, Little Shop of Horrors, all of those things that I'm referencing are just things that I like and I'm like hoping that other people <laughs> want to buy it too and thankfully it's worked out so far. But it's always a gamble, you know, like just hoping that other people like the stuff that I like. So you went out there, though, not necessarily thinking that you were going to create, like, a, a side business. You were just... 
Yeah, I just was like, I want this mm. and I think other people will appreciate it. And I, I started one at a time. You know, I started with the Snape pin and, um, you know, made a good profit from that. And the next one I did after that was Lydia and then Audrey too. And, you know, after that, I was able to do like two or three at a time, you know, and build up an inventory. But I didn't think it was going to be anything at all. You know, I didn't have like super high expectations and it's been almost two years now and I'm really shocked that I'm still, still going. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're also not doing this. What I, what I like about uh, the maker movement and sort of this, I don't want to call it an Etsy sort of ethos because I think that that is like, that's not a popular site anymore. I think for a lot of yeah. makers, but the idea that like you're not looking to mass produce things, you're not looking to find that magic design and then make a million of them. Right. And I think a lot of the consumers don't understand that, that I'm not, you know, ready. We have to order these 100 at a time. Right. Um, and I might not be ready to restock it if I want to do something new. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here on, like, a ton of funds ready to just, like, produce every pin I've ever thought of in my head, you know? Um, so I'm not trying to, like have my stuff sold at Urban Outfitters or something like that. Right, I mean, right. If that happened, that would be awesome. But it's not like my end game or really a goal at all. Well, if Urban Outfitters wanted it, they'd probably just steal it. Uh, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the, and I think that's what, and, and this is what, how I connected to it and why I go to Will's Affair and Big Bang Bazaar and some of these other shows is that I can connect one-on-one -on -one with the creative mind behind it. Right. So I, I got the, I saw the Wookie Tiki pin mm -hmm. that you did. So that's, I've featured that on my Instagram a couple of times. And yeah. like, I liked it so much. I had to write you a letter afterwards telling you that I liked it. I, I didn't tell you this, but I was actually nervous about that review because I was like, I hope this is something positive. When you wrote to me and you're like, I'm going to send you this analog Yelp review. And I was like, well, I hope it's good. Oh. <laughs> what if I got this thing in the mail that was like, what is this garbage you said? Why? Me? The, you know, <laughs> it has gotten me no attention <laughs> from anyone. Not enough likes on Why? my Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's fantastic. And again, I think that it's that what I'm attracted to and what I really like about it is you're making these things not necessarily, uh, you know, for what for profit. Yes. Yeah. But not to, you know, create an empire or anything like that. Right. I mean... One of my favorite things is when I do, you know, local pop-ups and stuff like that is seeing people get excited. Like, oh, my God, is that Cousin It? Or, you know, like, is that from the Beetlejuice cartoon? And right. then I get to, like, you know, nerd out with them for a second. And that's really, like, the best part. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the Liz Lemon pennant, the mm -hmm. I want to go to there, yes. is one of my favorite lines from that show. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it captures... The the Tina Fey writing and the humor of that show all in one. And it's so perfect. And that's another thing, too. And I always know, like, who gets it and who doesn't. Because a lot of people just walk up and they're like, oh, I want to go there. And I'm like, that's not what it is. Like, <laughs> I never correct them. And I'm like, actually, it's I want to go to there. And it's uh, Liz Lemon. And right. <laughs> you need to get it right. I, I'm uh, sorry. I can't <laughs> sell this to you because you don't know the reference. Exactly. I would never do that. Um, I'm kind of a business person. I would, right, I would yeah. still take their money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate that you get that. <laughs> it's legit my favorite show. 
getting pins, uh, patches, other things done is it doesn't seem like it's that difficult in terms of finding a manufacturer. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm not talking about finding the right manufacturer and making sure the quality and all of that. Yeah. But I think what's difficult is uh, making, differentiating yourself in a really, really competitive I mean, in the sense pretty, that there's a lot. It's pretty oversaturated yeah. at this point. I mean, I when I started, I think was close to the peak of people, you know, opening pin shops and stuff like that and I don't know where else you were going with that question but it is hard to stand out it's hard it's also hard to try to decide on something that hasn't been done before right um I do a lot of scouring the internet and hoping that I don't see something that I already have you know like ready to go and there have been times where I had something in the works and someone came out with it right before I did and I had to stop like stop production um just because you don't want like not necessarily bad blood, but you know, it's there, there puts a very clear competition there too. Like, which one are you going to buy this one that I put out or this one, this other person just put out? Like it's, that is tough. Um, is that what you were going to ask me? Well, the, the (laughs) part of the, uh, was going to suggest is that you've got, even with the saturation that you're talking about or Mm -hmm. the oversaturation, you've got an incredible following. So you got a lot of people following you on Instagram. It seems like you are doing pretty well on the site in terms of uh, being able to sell stuff out, which I like that idea too, because then you have a limited quantity. You want to go get it before it does sell out. Yeah. And then being able to move on to your next very thought through and thoughtful design. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I lucked out when I when I first started, maybe a couple months into me having my shop to where, you know, there were I don't really know if they have them so much anymore, but there were Instagrams, uh, Instagram pages dedicated to reposting for people that were trying to sell their pins. And so you would pay, you know, five or $10 for an ad to, to kind of get your name out there because yeah. they would have like 50 or 60,000 followers and you were guaranteed some, you know, play off. Of exactly. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did do that at the beginning. I was paying for ads because how else was anybody going to see what I had? And I fell into um, a group of girls who all over, all over the country. And then there were some people who um, lived in the UK and I think South Africa. Um, I got asked to be in this group of ladies that all had their own pin shops, and we had our own Facebook page and own Instagram page. And somehow this, it was called Girl Pin Gang. It's not anymore, mm-hmm. so I'm talking about it in the in the past. Um, but and talk about support, like, you know, help, because a lot of us were pretty new. Some girls have been doing it for like three, four years, whatever. And um, that page grew enormously in maybe like six months. I think they had like 60 or 70,000 followers and we would get rotating ads on there too. And that would help. And I didn't have to pay for that because I was part of the group. That's awesome. And Yeah. That was probably the biggest thing that helped me and made me really appreciate the internet. Like, it's it was insane because I don't promote anywhere else, like just solely on Instagram, which is my fault. I should do more. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I love the idea that, you know, there's a group of people getting together that are selling similar things, mm-hmm. but supporting each other. And I feel like not only do you see that online and in groups like that, but you see it at the shows that we do here in town yeah. and the artists that are here in town and the vendors where they're working with each other and trying to help each other out. Rather than doing this competitive, yeah. any kind of weird bullying sort of stuff. I just don't see that at some of the events. 
It wasn't like that at all. I mean, I think there was maybe like 40 girls in the group and maybe mm-hmm. half of us were active. And there was maybe like one person who would cause a problem, you know, and that's the, the odds there are against us, I would think, a group of ladies that could get catty. But it was, you know, it helped me a lot. Everyone had really good advice. I actually um, went to Chicago twice for events that they put on and was able to go sell my stuff there. Like, that was super awesome. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was really cool. That was actually the very first in-person event I did was last year in Chicago. Um, talk about Stress Fest 2016. Yeah, <laughs> having to go up there with all your stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then do a booth, and you have no idea what's going to happen there. And not have a meltdown. Yeah. I mean, I made it. I didn't have one. <laughs> I went, I went again this year too, and it was, you know, really successful, really cool. I I saw the same people, um, not like, obviously the same vendors, mm-hmm. but the same customers come through and like remember me and like be really excited to be there. Or people like coming and be like, oh, I came just so I could get this from you, and I was like, that's so awesome. You know, I don't like, I just assume no one knows who I am, so it's cool when, I, when you get recognized in a different city. But it is that, so I've ordered some pins online, uh, but when I went to Megacon, for example, or mm-hmm. I saw you at uh, one of the events, it's so much more fulfilling to talk to the person who made it, figure out why they made it, um, you know, share the humor in it as well, mm-hmm. and just kind of laugh together over whatever it is that you made, or maybe share a memory of whatever it is, whether it's Beetlejuice or something else. Yeah, I mean... I- it's definitely a nice, easy, common ground to have with people. You know, I feel like, especially meeting a stranger, it, it's hard to find stuff to talk about. And so right. these silly little things make it easier to have a connection with people. And I really enjoy that. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, would you give or do you have any advice for somebody who wants to go out there and do something, maybe not pins, since mm-hmm. you've cornered the market on it, obviously, <laughs> but something else uh, that's out there on the creative side and go and do shows and uh, yeah. things of that nature? I mean, really all I have to say is to just go for it with the lack of a better term. I feel like a very cliche, like, cat poster. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, like, hang yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, just do it. If you are passionate about something or you, you feel like, you know, people are going to, even if it's, you know, one person is going to enjoy what you made, you know, and you're not having to make this super huge investment because of it, you know what I mean? You just do it. Like, nine times out of ten, it's going to turn out better than you think it's going to. And that's what I've seen, at least. And it's this is coming from someone who has put maybe 50% effort in. And I've, if I tried a lot harder, I'd probably be a lot more successful, but yeah. Well, then I, okay. So building on that though, if you did that, mm-hmm. would this be a job and would you enjoy it anymore? Um, it probably could be a job and I probably wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> we talked the, about this earlier. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this off air, one of the goals for this, I would imagine, is to make money, is to continue yeah. producing things, is to scratch a creative itch that you have. But it's not necessarily to uh, get rich. Yeah, it's it's kind of more of a hobby now. Um, and, you know, my friends will hear me complain about it, like, oh, I have to go home and, you know, pack some orders or whatever. But that's awesome that I get to go yeah. home, you know, that I like have orders to pack. And, and if they that, were your real friends, they would come over and help you. Oh, they do. I'm just kidding. 
I, I've recruited people several times to come help me. Um, but it it is something that keeps me busy, probably busier than I would like. But, you know, it's it, I don't know what I would do without it now. It's mm-hmm. just such an extension of my life. And um, yeah, I. I don't want to have to rely on it. It is, I want it to stay like my fun extra side project yeah. that is fun to talk about. January is a time for new beginnings, and that also applies to local journalism. Beginning in the latest issue, the College Park Community Paper and the Downtown Community Paper have merged into the Community Paper. If you live in College Park, Soto, the Milk District, Mills 50, and downtown, check your mailbox. If it's not in there, it's available at any number of local merchants and online. I can't stress it enough. There are a lot of great writers, a lot of good info about what's going on in and around the heart of Central Florida. Check it out at yourcommunitypaper.com. Or if you like the feel of newsprint in your hot little hands, pick it up. Back to the show. Successful business person. I think so. Wonderfully successful. <laughs> so I think having you on for Bad Business Ideas to help me usher in these two ideas okay. and pick one Alrighty. that is best. And by being on the show, you are obligated to then run that business. I don't know if you saw that in the disclaimer okay. that I may or may not have sent this you. This is going to be like a, a test of actually how successful I am as if I could make one of these work. Oh, you'll, you'll be able to make it work. Okay, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> so first, though, we have to play the song. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Is that you singing? It is not. <laughs> it is not. That is a Fiverr special right there. Bad business ideas, our philosophy is the same as our disclaimer, proceed at your own risk. Okay. So, Kaylee, may I call you Kaylee? Yes. Great. Please please do. Great. Uh, Successful business owner, you're always looking for opportunities. And some of the best opportunities can can be found when an industry decides to turn its back on some of its customers. Okay. What is this industry that I'm talking about? The airlines. So Delta just announced that they're going to be cracking down on emotional support animals and traveling emotional support animals. Okay. Uh, So more documentation. Basically what they feel is like everybody's kind of bringing stuff on. I mean, what documentation did they require beforehand? I feel like you could really bring anything. You really could. And now they're going to be requiring a lot of additional information and documentation. All right. Uh, They're going to be requiring it 48 hours beforehand. So you have to have it. You can't just like throw it together last minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not a lot of exotic or almost no exotic support animals on flights, possibly including, I didn't check this out, ducks, snakes, spiders, some of the ones that they've already tried. I'm already enjoying this because oh. I don't want to fly next to a snake. Oh, then you're going to hate this idea. <laughs> so in general, though, if Delta does it, that means the other airlines are probably going to do it as well. Yeah. So that leaves us in a good position. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's try it at the same time. I'm going to count to three and then we'll say what we think I'm thinking. Okay. One, two, three. Sneaking animal the animals on board. Airline. I like your idea too. Okay. 
Let's explore that in a second because that might actually be easier. <laughs> what I was thinking is uh, creating a new airline okay. called When Pigs Fly. It'll be the only airline to not only be accepting of all emotional support animals, but actually require it. Oh. So you can't fly without an animal. Okay. Now, that, the more I think about that, I was thinking like, oh, well, people will have to buy tickets for their animals. Mm -hmm. That's great because every person will be two tickets. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, if you have a snake and a mouse or a pig and a something that eats pigs, okay. uh, that could be dangerous. So let's go with your idea, sneaking the pets on. Let's still call it when pigs fly, mm -hmm. but we will have basically camouflaged carry-ons. Yeah, I'm thinking like what they're putting the animal in looks more like a suitcase, but there's some sort of, you know, air holes or maybe some sort of mesh Trap door. over it. If we know anything about TSA, they love it when you have stuff that's hidden within yeah. your, yeah, they, so perfect. So really, and so this gets to the heart of it, is we need our emotional support animals, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I have to visit my folks. I'm going to need my fox. Oh. I'm going to reunion, not without my red knee tarantula or another wedding. Ha ha, wallabies. I'm, I'm not totally off board with, with this. Great. With this idea. When pigs fly, that's number one. Mm -hmm. That's idea number okay. one. Okay, all right. Idea number two. Sorry, I had to count there for a second. Swear jars. Okay. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Have you ever tried using one? No. Okay. The idea is solid. Basically, you're, uh, you're punishing bad behavior. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to get people to do something that is good, is mm -hmm. not swearing in this case. There's a lot of downsides, though. Besides being on the honor system, uh, it's really easy to break a swear jar. Like break the actual jar or break yeah. the rules? Break oh. the rules. Okay. Because it is the honor system. And then break into it and steal the money, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's, they're just for swearing. So until now, we're going to start a new app called Jerk Jar that relies on crowdsourcing the punishment and the amount you will pay. And since everything is done electronically, you can't pretend to put money in. We'll actually just take it out of your PayPal or your bank account. Okay. So this is mainly, I, I kind of envision this for a situation where you have roommates. Maybe you have a couple of roommates and somebody really messes up the kitchen making a souffle doesn't clean up the mess. So through Jerk Jar, you can tag that person with the transgression and the fine amount. And maybe you have a second roommate that will back you up and say, oh, yes, they did do that. But maybe instead of $10, let's just do 8 And then they have to pay. So one of two things could happen. You could either take it out automatically because you have a consensus from the, you know, the tribe has spoken. Mm -hmm. Or you could lock their phone. Like, this is the, the app's on your phone. Okay. You could lock their phone until they agree to pay the 8 or 10 or however many dollars. It doesn't just automatically come out of their account. It's it can. Not, it's not like a, you know, auto pay. I like the idea of holding their phone hostage for some reason. Yeah, I mean, that is I feel a punishment like that makes it for real. most people. Yeah. Because maybe they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't clean the kitchen. That's worth $8 to me. Okay. Have you ever watched the show New Girl? <laughs> Yes. So they're, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word, but. Yeah, there's a D jar. Yes. On that. That's um, kind of where the idea so, came from. Right. But I like how, like, technological your idea is and right. how, like, basically everyone is on this app. You can sabotage said jerk into paying up. And this could potentially, like, you know, 
get everybody in the house a new TV, you know, pay an electric bill. Absolutely. Like, oh, this is the one I'm choosing. <laughs> this is the idea that I Well, let's role play real quick. Let's make sure it's a good idea. Okay. So I like how you're 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 into it. So let's just role play. All right. You'll be Gal Gadot, I'll be Linda Carter, and our roommate Adrian Palicki. <laughs> Gal, Linda here. Uh, you know, Adrian, this is bad. She she was she baked cooked a three-course dinner for, you know, her boyfriend or whatever a week ago and left all the dishes. All the, the dishes are still there. Yeah. You know I'm a germaphobe. I can't even go in the kitchen now. I haven't eaten in three days. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so gross. So I would say we need to hit her with, in, with a jerk jar. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, not money. Let's just shut off her phone for two days. Okay. What do you think about that? Until she do, until she cleans cleans up the mess. Basically, shut her phone down until she cleans up the mess. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Let's go on to our apps. <laughs> beep boop 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 beep. <laughs> I like how we have sound yeah. effects. Um, I'm just gonna laugh my way through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And scene. <laughs> I so, think it's perfect. Jerk uh, jar. Yeah, but it, it's probably gonna gonna result in a lot of uh, broken leases. Oh yeah, broken. <laughs> Broken promises, broken leases. That's the sign of a good, bad business idea. Yeah. Definitely. Is that it really ends relationships. I like this a lot. And possibly goes to court. <laughs> For what? Stealing someone's phone? Uh, potentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah, hijacking a phone or something along those lines. Yeah, I love it. Could be great. It's great. All right, very good. <laughs> Where is college radio? Is it in our hearts? No, of course not. It's radio. It's mostly invisible waves that are passing through all parts of your body at the same time. To a certain degree, therefore, is inside you every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. on your FM dial at 91.5 or streaming at WPRK.org. Kill them with cuteness, the kind of flair that you might like or know someone who likes. So go check it out in the following ways. KillemWithCute.com on Facebook and Instagram, kill them with cuteness, all one word. And if you order something, tell Kaylee that Large Marge sent you. Then tell her Nick sent you because she's not going to know who Large Marge is in this context. Thanks for listening. Without you, this wouldn't have played. I enjoy watching like the Marvel movies and seeing some cameos of, you know, I don't know, the Hulk or whatever in a sure. movie that he's not supposed to be in. I'm like, right. oh, that's cool. Or you know, I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's I think we should, now that you mention it, we should digitally insert the Hulk into a lot of other movies as well. I would enjoy that. I like yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, he's, I mean like older movies like Gone with the Wind okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Him yeah. as Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner or as the Hulk. Like, Both. Okay. All yeah. Right, cool. I think we could just do it. I think I'm, Mark Ruffalo, big listener to the show. <laughs> so let's work on that. I hope You've he got... doesn't expect a Hulk pin because that's probably not going to happen. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> I think he's okay with that. So we'll just do a Mark Ruffalo pin. Cool. Or we'll just work on his career. We could just be consultants on how to get him digitally inserted In more into other movies. movies. Yeah. Because who's going to know more than you and I? You're you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ruffalo odds. Okay. Good to know, Mark. I'm just going to ask myself the questions now. Yeah, okay, great. Great.